0: (laughs) so let's uh so where were you when welcome to the uh the hour 30 mark where we start talking about night ranger um the where were you when you first became aware of night ranger do you remember Uh, just
1: yep 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 it was at um four scenes four scenes arena And Great Falls, Montana, opening for ZZ Top. And I was a huge ZZ Top fan. I was so excited because they were going out on the Eliminator tour. And, you know, they had their MTV hits and, and all that. And being in Montana, I hadn't been exposed to a lot of, you know, stuff. And Night Ranger opened. And I remember everything about that show. I remember somebody threw this beach ball up on stage and Jack was like sprinting all over the stage, man. He had more energy than anybody had ever seen and he's kicking this beach ball all the way to the back of the arena and then they pass it back up and he went up and actually tried to kick and tripped and fell fell down ate it on the stage but um i remember harmonies i remember the dual guitar thing that was the first time that guitar became a huge thing for me like the big rock guitar thing and uh um uh, and of course seeing this drummer showcased right up, you know, just like, you know, putting him basically right up front, you know, facing the band, but facing the crowd and this dude that could sing his ass off and play at the same time. You know, one thing that I will say, I mean, Kelly's my bud. I love this guy. And so I'm not saying this because he's my buddy, but he's not a spring chicken. And that mother effer, Hits so hard. He's got so much energy. He plays still to this day like that. You know, it inspires the hell out of me, man. Because you know he's got a couple years on me, and I'm thinking if I could just hold on and play like that, you know, as long as he does. But back then, yeah, that band was firing on all cylinders, man. Midnight had just come out, and um, you know, then I discovered you know Dawn Patrol. You know, I got to go back and. It's all I listened to, you know, for about a year. Both of those records are, you know, they're in such heavy rotation. I've got my Desert, desert Island records, you know, that all have 10 albums downloaded at any given time where, you know, I can go right back to that point in my life. You know, I would just, I was 13, 14 years old, puberty, my girlfriend, you know, like everything about rock and roll was sexy and dangerous and, and, you know, I had aspirations of being a freaking rock star. That's all I wanted to do because of bands like Night Ranger. But that show in particular, I remember just the way I felt after that show. And not to take anything away from ZZ Top, but that was a different thing altogether. You know, there's God bless ZZ Top for going on after Night Ranger, you know, but really, you know, there's there's it's a tough thing for any band to go on after a band like that, because to this day, they give 100 percent. You know, I've never seen a band like, I mean, I've never seen that band mail it in, you know, even when they do like a stripped down acoustic thing, there's still so much talent there and they have fun. You know, I love like Brad is just a freaking goofball. You know, it's hilarious to see him, you know, just he'll pick somebody on the crowd and he's picking his nose or he's doing something, <laughs> you know, just to like to ham it up and he's a total ham, but, um, Yeah, I I, when I see them, still I feel like that 14 year old kid, you know, getting to see them again. And of course, the hits meant a lot to me. The song Night Ranger for sure was one that just it kicks my ass every time. When they do it live, you know, I get I remember, you know, we've I don't know, I've probably seen them five or six times in the last seven or eight years. And when they do Night Ranger, when they do that song. get butterflies man i'm like oh my god i remember the first time i heard it you know and i uh just speaking of because you were talking about these old albums i would kill to find like an original pressing of ranger if anybody can ever get that you you don't have that do you
0: well that's a big uh, conversation with the uh we've had because the urban legend is 10,000 copies were printed okay Um, i've been collecting night ranger vinyl for over 30 years um the other guys in no the podcast longer than me if there was one out there one would have
1: showed okay so, so you don't think any made any made distribution
0: here is it's one of two things um because there's rare records out there like yeah. uh what is, who was the maybe it was prince released a promo it was a he was going to release a record. They released the promos. He didn't want it released. They pulled all the promos back. Right. There's two or three known to be in circulation, and this dude just found two in his attic from when he was a radio guy. And I think they sold for like twenty thousand each, something like that. So what I'm saying is, there's rare records out there. They yeah, show yeah. up. Yeah. Um. And uh, so one of so two things: there is
1: no Sasquatch.
0: No, um either one of two things one of two things happened. Either it never happened, which is what I think happened, or they successfully destroyed every single copy. All right. Um and there's been times where they said, Well, we put stickers, night ranger stickers over. Well, yeah. no matter how good you try, stickers are going to be a little bit crooked or right. people are going to peel them off you're going to see that stuff none mm-hmm. of that exists um uh you know they've said that there was a musician they knew from the bay area that that they named that they think had a copy and i you know i'm i i do not know him but i you know i think we're friends on facebook and knowing from there um and so i messaged him we talked about it, he goes i don't you yeah. know but it was a good lead because he was on boardwalk records in another okay. band at yeah. that same time so like okay oh, yeah. a little a bit of substance right but, um i can show you maybe maybe not maybe 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 oh, oh, what we got here here we go hold on i will show you this well there's me oh. with uh my uh midnight madness record in my snoopy shirt. oh my god look at
1: that <laughs> that's awesome
0: that's on my aunt's bed so i'd snuck back here and listen to that um,
1: um the only thing i have within reach is my my kelly keegee vic firth american classic extreme through five b's right there those, those i actually those are what i play with at home but that's not the <laughs> company i play with so,
0: you're like Kelly's like, he's a really big fan. He's always wanting
1: drumsticks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes.
0: But here you go.
1: Oh, wow. Look at that. Go ahead and pull back. Oh, look at that.
0: So this...
1: God, that's sweet.
0: Well, they were the ranger. They were ranger. Right. There's this group from Kentucky, country country group that they saw in a trade magazine. This is the story now. Show this works. Just like the... uh, the ranger record out there right it's right. to me it's just a good story that's why they keeps telling um but they saw this oh shit there's a country western group rangers so this would have been the record this is about 82 God. um i actually tracked down this guy and had him on the podcast did you uh, yeah Britt gilmore these were the gilmore brothers um and dude they got some crazy stories like they're kind of like a you know a group that almost made it like yeah. two or three times right uh, but he they were in a uh, like I said like a uh, it was kind of like you know the first part of it in the 70s they were a little bit more like country gospel
1: okay and
0: they had this old they were kind of like the Oak Ridge Boys right you know, okay I was going to say like, Oakridge Boys yeah. in right. Alabama uh, so they had this guy and I can't think of his name but um, he was he was known in the country music like world okay he yeah. was a good uh like gospel country singer and uh anyways he knew elvis and like jd sumner and the stamps okay. so when in the early 70s when they were on tour they stopped at graceland and you know he's telling the story like i can't remember his name ivy Heavy, something like that uh um you know, he goes, you know, goes up. The next thing you know, the bus is going up to Graceland and they spent the evening in Graceland singing like old gospel songs. Wow. With Elvis. With Elvis. But, yes. Um, but, uh, you know, they had, you know, different six, like they would go work like in Canada, actually, for like two or three months a year and play like one of these big resorts there. And then, like, okay, that you know, deal breaks down and then they get back together and they try another one. And that with that, they sign to this label out of like maybe Louisville, Kentucky. And they turn out to be some shady characters. I, I can't remember the whole story, but like they turn on the news one day and they find out like the owner of the record label has fled overseas for tax yeah. evasion and think there was a murder somewhere. Uh, yeah. So uh you know they had again these all these highs and lows but uh um but yeah that's the uh that's the closest to ranger you're going to uh to get. I do I do have a few like their records from the uh 70s what's crazy like I can find the 45 of this but I can't find an actual studio record. So when no. I was talking to him I told him that he goes yeah there's a whole record um that we did and a couple of months after we had that interview he he texted me and asked me for my address and he's found like an unopened cassette that okay know, a so cassette I, yes oh. so, <laughs> that's and, so awesome. and i still will check here and there and i have still never found it on record or cassette so uh but yes that's the uh that's the uh ranger um mythology i just
1: i just got this to, to digitize all of my cassettes, actually, uh, the uh, yeah, it, it'll capture, you know. In, yeah. In but... of so that's what I've been doing, man. I've been taking all those old old cassettes and uh, digitizing. So during that during the pandemic, that was my break.
0: I need to do that because I got some uh, Night Ranger bootlegs. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, on, only on cassette. There's a few that I won't say I'm the only person in the world that has them, but because um, I got them from someone but uh i don't see him out there at all yeah. um so i need to do something with him but uh so uh so you we talked about a little bit so when did the your path with kelly start crossing
1: you know um block uh, so at the beginning of my time with flock i actually did animotion and flock I was seven for New Shoes and other, you know, 80s um, sort of pop band. And we were doing this gig in the Dominican Republic um, called 80s in the Sand. Um, that was like seven years ago. And um, Ellie and Jen, his wife, you know, came down to this gig. And we had this big band dinner where all the bunch of the bands all got together. One big banquet table. And... Um, <clears throat> we had so many mutual friends, you know, he's real close with Dean Castronovo, Dean and I have been buddies for a long time. And when, uh, you know, Kelly had some health issues, Dean was kind of helping, you know, cover those things. And so Dean, there were a couple of times where Dean would call me out on the road and put Kelly on and we hadn't met personally, but dinner was one of those deals where sitting down with Kelly, I, I felt like we'd been friends forever. You know, he and his, and his wife, um, Really embraced me, man, and, and and I just I I thought the world of him. We hung out a bunch that weekend, and actually, oh, sorts of crazy Night Ranger experiences. Then you know, like Brad Gillis, Brad and I were dancing on the stripper pole at the dance club, and that <laughs> night, and uh, uh, yeah, way. he's such a shy guy, you know. Brad, it's really hard to pull him <laughs> out of his shell. Can't get him to show, you know. You can't get him to speak a word. You can't get him to, you know, like yeah. come out of his shell. But um, but Kelly the thing that I loved about him was his decency. You know, I really felt like, man, this guy, you know, he's, um, you know, there are very few people that you feel connected to like that in the music business that you feel like, man, I would trust this guy with my kids. You know, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, that's, that's how I felt with him the first time I met him.
0: They always say, you know, don't meet your heroes or whatever. And I, I always just say, you know, Kelly proved that one wrong. You know, that's that one, Yeah. you know, um, but uh, yeah, what you were saying, he's a, you know, great guy and uh, um, he's
1: he's humble. He's funny. He, you know what the thing is about Kelly, uh, that people that, I mean, you of course know this, but one thing about Kelly is when you, when you sit and talk to him, as long as he can hear you, um, (laughs) but he'll look you in the eye, you know, he's listening to what you have to say. And he remembers stuff that I was blown away by because that weekend there was a difficult time. I was going I was separating with my wife and and uh, my kids kind of were struggling because I was away I was in the American Republic and uh, Kelly just remembered so much about that experience you know I said, man we, you know you come down to Phoenix, we'll hang you know we eventually became great pals. He invited me out to his wedding in Chicago and and, uh, and his wife. I, I love them like family. You know, they, I had them come out. I, I was up in Portland, but I have uh season tickets for the Seahawks. Great seats, Second row, right off the grass. They happened to be playing Cardinals, which is her team um, for new year's. And so I had them come up and we spent new year's Eve together. Um, the gal that I was dating and, and uh, you know, they just, they were so freaking wonderful human, you know, they're wonderful human beings. And um, you know, that, that, saying about not meeting your heroes. It's the same thing I have with Dave Abersees. You know, Dave showed me that you can be an incredibly decent, generous human being and, and have whatever, you know, success. And, and, um, I think it's whether you're in music or and you know, you're an artist or an actor or whatever. I think, um, you know, the character is so key and important and I gravitate towards those people. I want them in my life, you know, and, uh, my best friend in Portland, uh, unfortunately, is afflicted with ALS. He's an amazing drummer, and um, and it took his career away, his ability to play. You know, Kelly came to town, and he and his wife came over to my buddy's house and wanted to talk to him, and they didn't know him other than knowing that he was my buddy, and, um, you know, people just don't do that unless they're really, you know, they. some people in the business might do that for a publicity stunt, right? They, they make sure the camera's on them. And uh, and Kelly and Jen are, you know, they're they're the the kind of people that really do want to make the world a better place. And so this is not me campaigning for, you know, (laughs) Kelly Kelly for president, but um, I think the fans out there that might revere Kelly because of his contributions in music, once they got to know him as a human being, I think they'd realize even more that that guy is a freaking prince of a human being. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, Uh, you know, I'm grateful that dude is on this planet, man. I, I feel like he's my brother, you know.
0: Well, you know, with Night Ranger kind of being off the last couple of months, um, you know, there hasn't been a lot of interaction yeah. and I hadn't talked to Kelly for a couple of weeks and he sent me a text and hey, you know, blah blah blah, they're kind of doing this. How you know, how you been? What's what you been up to? You doing all right? And like yeah you know, i've been doing this been doing this and of course i'm doing all right dude fucking kelly Kagi just checked in on me you know Yes, yeah, just... <laughs> right yeah right? man yeah. people just yeah so uh, rockstar
1: isn't supposed to do that they're not supposed to care about anybody else but themselves right
0: but uh um but yeah it's just uh um kelly's a good guy and uh you know jen as well i mean i've you know met jen numerous times and uh being in my real world profession i've you know helped her out with some questions and stuff so it's always good uh you know talking to them and uh talking to her when i do get to see her when she's at uh some shows uh did uh do you ever wish um yes uh yeah yeah wishing um do you ever wish that uh that maybe Flock of Seagulls would have been on some bills with the Scorpions and when that drum seat came open, maybe you could have, you know, been your way in there a little bit.
1: Uh, <laughs> you know, you talked about not wanting to meet your heroes. Unfortunately, I did get, didn't know the drummer from Scorps pretty well. The guy that's been in the, was in the band for about 20 years and and it really disappointed me.
0: Her, Herman R- Rarebell, whatever his name is. No, Herman was a solid <laughs> dude. Yeah,
1: that's, no. Uh, you, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, I, I felt like as drummers get, uh, there's a stereotype out there for us. You know, we're unreliable, we're flaky, we're douchebags. And uh, I think that stereotype was kept up a little bit and I'm disappointed, but I think, you know, redemption. I, I, so. I love being a fan of Scorps, my favorite bands. I don't know that I wouldn't want to be their drummer, you know, because then I wouldn't appreciate the music as much. Um, I am crushing so hard in this band, another band from upstate New York that's right across the border. They've been around for 25 plus years, but I am. When we have days off, I'm flying out to see him. I just flew up to Toronto to see this band called Big Wreck. I don't know if you know this band. But...
0: I I know the name. Uh trying to think uh, where uh maybe like uh like a late 90s band
1: somewhere around? they came out in late nineties, Yep, yeah, and they but they just didn't break. They're one of those bands that Canadian fans know them. And yeah. and I, I am such a rabid fan for this band right now. That's a band that, yeah, they you know they need a drummer for a gig or two. I, you know, I don't uh I would never want to take somebody's gig over. But I, you know, I've got a couple of like guilty pleasures of bands <laughs> that people would be so surprised that I would be into, like bucket list gigs that because I'm such a rocker, dude, but you'll laugh. Kelly and I talked about this. I freaking love Rick Springfield, dude. And I want to do one gig with Rick before I'm dead, you know, because he is another guy, dude, 74 years old. He plays his ass off. He's got so much energy. He's a he's a rocker that just happens to be you know a handsome soap opera star, right? But uh, Jorge, his drummer is a wicked drummer. I would never want something bad to happen to him and, and take his gig. I just want to do one gig. Billy Idol, another yeah. one, right? You know Eric Eldenius. I know that drummer. He's a wicked drummer. Billy Idol, such a badass. When I watch him live, I'm like, oh man. Sammy Hagar, another yeah. one. Jorge, the dude that's playing with Rick just played with Sammy last night at a gig and. I sent him a text. I'm like, dude, you're kind of a douchebag today because, you
0: know, (laughs) it'll be like, hey, you know, I'll be like going up to, you know, the powers to be in Night range. I'm like, hey, I don't know if you guys should be looking into us, but Kevin's been hanging around singing all <laughs> Kelly's parts and practicing. And then oh. he was trying, then he was trying to get Kelly to come over to him while they're standing near this elevator shaft.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing. I'm putting this out there. I could never, I did serenade my girlfriend to Sister Christian when we were 14, but there's a reason I'm not a lead singer. And you know, I could sing some backups all day long. But if Kelly ever wanted to just get up and do what he's done on a handful of gigs, where he's got his buddy back there. I'd love to just back him up, you know, for a night, man. I know that set inside and out. If I could, I could nail a yeah, night of Night Ranger tunes, and uh, it would be such an honor to play with him for him. But um, yeah, I wouldn't want the gig because, you know, you can't win on a gig like that either. When you know, I, I remember talking to him and Brad about the the Aussie gig when they had their break. And Ozzy, when, when Randy, unfortunately, you know, died in his accident, I had Rudy Sarzo on my podcast. We talked about that whole experience and how awful and traumatic it was when Brad got the call to get out on tour with Ozzy. And it was just like, boom, the next day he's got to get out there and do the gig. And then you see all the fans with the huge posters saying like, fuck you, you're not Randy Rhodes. And he's like, well, I know I'm not Randy Rhodes, but you know, I'm I'm not going to say no to Ozzy, right? You know, and uh, you can't win no matter what. I, you know, I don't think anybody going to see Night Ranger, if they saw somebody else playing, you know, without Kelly, just wouldn't work, you know, even um, that's not because he's my friend, you know, like I, the only other person that I know on the planet that really would do that thing justice on a night off, if Kelly wanted to take a night off is Dean Castanovo guy sings like a bird plays his ass up on drums. I know that he and, and Kelly and Dean are both dear, dear friends um and you know he's sort of earned his stripes in that role as a singing drummer with journey you know when he's out doing his thing uh, but as a night ranger fan i'd be pissed if i went to go see night ranger and it wasn't kelly up there singing and playing you know yeah. but uh, but yeah my bucket list is uh you know i'll do a sound check with him, you know a rehearsal but but as a fan i wouldn't want to see me up there playing those tunes no way man
0: he has been kidnapped. Now they've left a note saying they will return him
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: at the curfew time. That's on the day sheet.
1: Right. Um, yeah.
0: But until then you have to find someone else.
1: No, man. Yeah. That's I, I did. I think I told you, I set up my kit like his back in the day and I was just a, such a huge fan, everything, the presentation, the way he played and made it look effortless. But somebody from the band just shared with me some of that footage where I was covering, uh, New girl now from honeymoon suite and a couple of other songs from that era, and I'm like, yeah, man. I mean, I was mostly on key, but you know, that dude Kelly, it's ridiculous. That guy's too gifted. You know, damn you, Kelly Kiki. <laughs> and like,
0: you, I mean, his his voice, like, yeah, Um, like I don't know when I first started. I guess maybe helping him out. You know, I threw you know seven wishes on the turntable and i'm just doing something you know and faces come on oh. and i'm just like god that's so fucking good and then yeah. i'm like you know what i can i'm listening to faces right now it's fucking awesome so you know just, just yeah i, I could do it i'm going to i don't give a shit i'll fanboy out a little bit but uh you know uh it's just his you know just those vocals on yeah tracks i mean um, but that's what i don't get he doesn't
1: smoke he's got the rasp of the rock and roll thing like dave Meniketti. you're a ynt fan uh, too he's yeah. the same kind of thing right i love ynt so much and how dave can sing like that it sounds like he's got a little bit of a smoker voice but they don't smoke how does kelly do that dude i'm i'm jealous man
0: uh, maybe but, uh i don't know it could be the cocaine drip uh but uh but uh, uh
1: <laughs> there was a little bit of that back in the day yeah <laughs>
0: But, uh, yeah, I mean, to me, like my ultimate tour would be something y and T and Night Ranger, oh, both, yes, dude. Oh, both of those yeah. bands are just like yeah. menniktty, and the guys in Night Ranger are just on top yeah. of their game. They still totally. sound, good, look oh. good. Um, yeah, and, dude, to me, you know and to me, to mm-hmm. me, the headliner, you could put D Snyder like he like i'm yeah. i like twisted sister and everything but i saw d snyder in vegas they were doing like this like rudy sarzo and bruce you yeah. and all these guys were there and they were playing all the rock hits and shit and d snyder came out and i was amazed how fucking good he was yeah. so i was like ynt night ranger d snyder you got basically that 80s rock yeah. and night ranger can compete uh yeah, oh, you 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 know, you. I mean, even Twisted Sister had the price. I mean, all these bands got ballads. Uh, oh yeah, yeah.
1: Well, like, nobody would say that they think of just the price when they think of Twisted Sister, right? Yeah. I mean, everybody thinks we're not going to take it, uh, but that's you know. That, I mean, I'm glad that you brought them up because you know they're another band, right? D. Snyder's. He's up there in age, incredible shape, still sings his ass off. He's got tons of energy, and um, but you know, you're talking about like the, you know, these bands that can still bring it and you could kind of put them, any one of them at a different level of of sort of headlining or whatever. But the one thing that I value so much when I see a band, that's whatever, a legacy band from my youth, when they come out and they've got more energy than anybody else in the crowd. And they're saying pretty much we we, you know, we challenge you guys to keep up with us, right? So come along for the ride. If you keep up with us, we're going to give you a show. Like, I, you know, I've seen Y&T so many times because they're here in the Bay. When I was in Portland, they'd come up that area all the time. I'd see them every year. And, um, you know, the guys all became dear friends of mine as well. Like I talked about with Kelly and the Night Ranger guys. All those dudes in in, uh, Y&T, they're so down to earth, sweethearts, you know, Dave Manichetti and his wife is managing the band. She is such a sweet chick and she's making sure that his health is up. You know, she's, she's, you know, he's got his juicer, his little blender that he brings on the road and he's juicing up his greens every day. And that's his, his MO, you know? And um, so he's, You know, he he had his bout, you know, he beat his cancer and he's kicking ass right now and doing well. And even though those guys haven't played as much because of his health scares, he's planning on getting out there and kicking ass. And, you know, dude's been around for a long time. Right. I mean, he was that band was playing in the 70s. You know,
0: I mean, they were they've been around just as long as Kiss. Now, yeah, they didn't become maybe, you know, household names until the early 80s. But they were out there. should definitely
1: yeah i think they i would say they're probably the most underrated band from the era you know and i i I tell people that a lot they're like well you know they had summertime girls yeah it was an mtv hit but if you go ask a thousand people on the street just an average joe they're gonna T what and that's a that's a travesty right because i think people should know that man man you know they really they anybody that's out there that was in the ntv well the, the sunset strip era you know when you watch the dirt you know and you, you like when the the tv show of the book came out from all the crew ynt is right there at the beginning you know they're, they're showing posters in the sunset strip era ynt was out there way before all those other bands you know and most guys that are in the big guitar bands will say dave minichetti was their inspiration before a lot of other dudes you know and so I, I as uh,
0: as good a guitar player he is, he's a better vocalist. Like that's what.
1: Well, I mean, how can you say better or? They're both <laughs> yeah. ridiculously awesome. Yeah, I think most people don't realize what a badass guitarist he is. You know, I mean, well, when you see... wanted him. Oh, he did. I didn't know that.
0: I think like maybe, maybe right around maybe when uh, maybe like Jakey Lee.
1: Okay. Guy, wow.
0: He was wanting Menachetti I think that's right, Eric. Jakey Lee was what maybe up to like 86 or so, so I think mm-hmm. it would have been it was it would have been before Jakey Lee, so that's who he was wanting. Um, and so he considered it.
1: How different would YT or with Ozzy have been because he probably wouldn't have had the tenure, right? I mean, he probably would have done a couple of years and you know moved on like most of Ozzy's guitarists did, but but uh, yeah, I mean, that's another thing too, like that. You don't see, you've never seen Y&T mailing it in. The the dude has never coasted, you know?
0: The only thing with Y&T was, I mean, as much as I love them, uh, their song, I won't say basic, that's very bad, but where Night Ranger, like, all these little nuances, right? to, To the spice in these songs. And I think it's because you had I'm not saying the other guys didn't, but you had maybe another vocalist. Mm. I don't know what it was, but um, uh, to me, that's just the one thing Y&T lacked in their songs. They had these great songs, but it's chorus, chorus, guitar solo, and there's none of that little bit of weaving that maybe Fitz would bring into. And I, you know, they tried, I mean, they brought in Jeff Paris to write you know an album with them and um and again there's nothing wrong with that i just think to become more commercial and to yeah you know because i was listening to uh mean street uh oh
1: my god the record
0: today and there's great songs and i'm listening to some of these songs i'm like you know it is one two one two three yeah back to one two it's like they had just done something a little bit more with some of these other songs but uh you still can't argue with you know mean streak and contagious and uh you know i'll cry for you and yeah uh, the whole contagious record is you know and how did the what was the song uh the 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 ballad off of uh 10
1: um oh 10 lovers
0: uh what's that Uh, um, don't be afraid of the dark yeah how is that not fucking it
1: it was it was an mtv it, but it was the wrong time you know yeah. it was just just at the beginning of the grunge era man you know and so but yeah that uh well it was just before grunge but yeah, yeah it was 1990 it, it was
0: 1990 there's no reason yeah. high enough you know was right. it later that year yeah it's just like you know how was that song right uh, and i get contagious cuz you know it, they, they were a band with bad luck like they go to geffen yeah, and you know they're kind of following like Poison a little bit. They got right. the the glam, and right yeah. when it comes out, it's Guns N' Roses, Aerosmith. Right. sake, you know? right? Hey, uh, you know, you just you just missed the boat on that one. Um, but uh, uh, but yeah, like I said, I could talk. You know, Y and T. Yeah, and, uh, I love I it. To- you
1: got your rock history, man. This is good stuff. But well, like, let me thing- ask you this: Are you how how hip are you to Kicks?
0: Now, kicks. Not so much. Uh, n- now I do know that, and, and here's the thing, like Y&T, for the longest time I didn't listen to Y&T because when I was a kid, it was Summertime Girls. Right. And I'm like, hey, oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah how glossy, you know, right? Yeah, you know, And I didn't have anyone, you know, again, I'm only, you know, I'm eight years old, in 1985. I don't have any money. Like I, ain't like I go buy their cassette and then discover other stuff. My yeah. aunt, you know, anybody in my family I didn't have any older brothers, So I wasn't introduced to that. So it was later on, like, oh, shit, what's this? You know, Uh, but uh, Kix, you know, I've tried, like, what was the record that they released? Maybe like 92, 93, Brown Cover.
1: Blow My Fuse.
0: Yeah, like. uh, Or Hotwire. Hotwire is that one. Yeah.
1: But but, because they're another band, like we're talking about, where everybody would know, oh, don't close your eyes, right? Mm -hmm. But that band, it was another band from like 80, 81. That was a punk rock band that just happened to have kind of a, a little bit more of a glam look a kind of a sassy look. Um, and when like, don't close your eyes came out, you know, kind of a, you know, glammy vibe, but they uh, yesterday announced their retirement, that they're going to pack it up in September. I have a weekend off next week and I'm flying to Maryland to see him because I've never seen him live. And I, Don't, you know, it's a rare thing for us to have any time off right now. We're doing so many shows and I'm like, you know what, man, I've liked that band since 1985, 86, all of my adult years. I don't want to die not having seen that band live because I think they're like these bands that we're talking about where they have such a rabid cult following. Right. And Mm. I followed their stuff a lot. I know. I mean, I, I love their material they're kind of a guilty pleasure because most people, when I say kicks, they're like, Oh, you know, that, that glammy, don't close your eyes band, but they're a punk rock band that has danger and, and, you know, an edge to them and they've never taken a break. Steve Whiteman is probably 90,000 years old, you know, (laughs) dude. their drummer just had to take a little bit of a break, some some health problems and, and they're coming back to do a handful of shows because they just want to do it for the fans. Some bands would just say, screw it, man. We're just, you know, I mean, we're all getting older, you know? I mean, thank God, you know, Jack is kicking ass and he's, you know, doing great right now. Right. It's, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing to see that the fans stood by and they did what they could to take a little bit of a break, but we all have to really look at, all right, you know, where is our life 10 years down the road? The kicks guys are going, all right, we're going to, we're going to finish this out for the fans. And they're doing this in Maryland with that's their home you know i don't have any other reason to go to maryland other than to go see a kick show and i feel kind of funny you know being a you know a dude in his early 50s flying to maryland to go see kicks you know but it, man i you know i don't there's no tomorrow promised and you know so yeah uh, Uh,
0: the only i was at monsters of the mountain which is like a yeah three-day you know thing they got in gatlinburg
1: right tennessee Yeah. yeah
0: And me and uh, Eric and I, Levy, from- yep. Night we had some time during the day. So th- this is like the l- little shit that, you know, I can get used to. It's like I'm back there. Like, I don't like people to begin with. So, like, I don't like crowds and all that shit. Like, if I go to shows, like, I like to have, like, the seats. Like, I've walked out of shows when it's just packed asses to elbows. Like, I'm too old for this. But anyways, so we're, you know, back in the dressing room. And like, hey, you want to go out and check out you know whoever's playing and so you know we grab some free beers and walk out and that's who we watched was kicks
1: oh really okay you got to see him yeah
0: yep so uh um that's my but kicks is you know talk when talking to people kind of like night ranger they're always known for their live show right that's why you always hear is like yeah you might not know their songs but yeah you'll um you'll you'll enjoy them live so kicks is one of those groups that you know there are groups from the 80s that i just never like Dawkins. i never right. gravi- gravitated to Dawkins. i mean i know a lot of people do and
1: um but uh i know. saw them early you know i mean i don't want to interrupt that, that story but i just had jeff Pilson, and he was my last guest on my podcast last week where we talked about those early days of docking and how i saw him on the monsters of rock tour in 1988 scorpions motley crew Dokken, metallica and van halen right so dawkins the middle band right in the middle of the day no lights you know you don't get the big production show and they had to hold their own with metallica and motley and, and uh well no it wasn't motley it was scorpions van halen metallica Dokken, kingdom Come. uh interesting drummer yeah. pairing uh, <laughs> but um the Scorps were my band, right? I went to go see Scorps and I was I remember thinking, oh, let's see how Dawkins holds up. At that point, Docken was at the height of their their game, right? And they did all their own. There was, you know, it wasn't just Don Dock George Lynch, right? Is a you know virtuoso guitarist and they they had the big songs, but I didn't gravitate towards them either. I know what you're saying, right? The songs didn't get you enough where all of a sudden you're just a lifelong. Only Dawkins fan, right? I'm going to fight for Dokken until the end. And then to me, it's sad to kind of watch, you know, now. I mean, I get disappointed watching a show, you know, like, well, some, some, you know. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, again, that's where I tell people, I was like, it's very rare that, you know, and I'm obviously talking about Night Ranger, it's very rare that a band has one of their best decades in their fourth decade. Right. It's like you guys don't understand how great it is this this era from 19, you know 2011 on where you know we have a band that's released four studio records and they're good. Right. Um we have Never a band, yeah, we have a band that sounds good, right? We have a band that looks good. Yeah, um, not you know. Listen, I, I, dude, I'm not one to talk, but then again, I'm not on stage either. Right?
1: right? Oh so, no, uh, but, you're right though, man. They they really do take care of themselves in all yeah. respects, man. Yeah. Dude, I I'm sure you have too. I heard tracks from the new record. I am floored, bro. It is so heavy and so big. It sounds like a freaking they're anthem rock songs, you know. Doesn't sound like 2023 Night Ranger. It sounds like historical Night Ranger. I can't believe how big it sounds I, I, who does that right this long into their career? But yeah, I, I I'm I mean, jealous.
0: I mean, you could be, you know, think like Aria Speedwagon. They've had what one studio album in 25 right. years, right? I, you, you know, it could be Dawkins where you just have one guy and it's not that great. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, or it could be, you know, Loverboy. Yeah, they got the songs, but you know, they look like they're 65.
1: Um, right. They do and, sound good, though. That yeah. is one thing. Like, holy shit, how he can sing that yeah. way still, you know, yeah. But, but yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's like I tell people you, if you don't know how lucky we got it, you need to because you're getting everything that yep. you could, uh, you could want. And even as much as I love wine and tea, the one thing they lack new music, they've just had face melter and right. it's really the only studio record probably in close to yeah. 30 years. I mean, they had a couple in the 90 endangered species
1: and yeah. Like and, I think, did they not put anything out after face melter? No, that's their last. video. Wow. And it's a great record. I mean, that record is so good, you know, but, but yeah, yeah. Well, good point. Uh,
0: so even with bands that, you know, do have some of it, yeah, they don't have it all. And uh, so, yeah, for a band to, uh, you know, still be doing that is, uh, you know, phenomenal. And, you know, when we were looking at the schedule, I sent, you know, Ed, Night Rangers tour manager, I'm like, I go. You're going to be busy about mid mid June to middle of August because, you know, I'm looking at this calendar and I'm you know putting some stuff into like Linktree or something and it's just all right every day, every day. And Night Rangers a weekend band, you know. It's yeah. you know, Friday, Saturday, and yes, you know, maybe an occasional Thursday or whatever. And no, this with that Brett Michaels tour and them oh, trying yeah. to fill in the gaps because, you know, touring is expensive now. And if they're going to have a bus, well, yeah. it doesn't make any sense to return it every three or four days. So they are just piling on these dates. And
1: uh, oh, you, I was going to tell you about the lineup because, you know, we should look at shows that uh, that you might be attending because I'd love to come out and see you on one of these this show that we're doing with them
0: um uh, lincoln about... lincoln california yeah that one yeah,
1: yeah.
0: i was thinking about it because they're playing vegas uh the first and the second
1: right yep
0: yep so uh and ed's birthday i think is that friday Okay. So I know there's going to be a lot of hookers and crack cocaine involved.
1: Ah. So, <laughs> nice. so yeah, no, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: I texted him. And I'm like, listen, I'm going to come out for your birthday because, uh, you know, a lot of hookers and crack cocaine. Right. <laughs> so, you know, Ed just, you know, he he knows by now that I'm just full of shit. But uh, um, you know, he just like, lol. I'm like, no, really. I mean, you know, you can call them ladies of the night, but they're hookers. No, um, I,
1: what, <laughs> but, what, what, I, you, I, I feel like a little kid, dude, because I'm getting paid to go hang out with my buddies, right? Yeah. It's always fun when we do like travel shows, but half the bands on that bill are bands that I played with. You know, it's funny, I, uh, Flock of Seagulls, uh, Naked Eyes, N- Missing Persons, Animotion, Stacey Q, I've played with all of those. Uh general public's on the gig or dear friends of mine, Wang Chung, or some of my best friends, Night Ranger. Uh, Night Ranger is
0: like the weird band in the mix.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, and I'm so grateful. That promoter that does that gig because we do some package shows with a lot of those other bands from that era, but that promoter always brings in like one oddball. You know, we've done that one with Lover Boy, we've done that one with Starship, we've done that one with uh, you know, I'm trying to think of like who else we've done that gig where it's always a similar lineup but then there's the one rock thing and and um when i saw that announcement come out i texted kelly i'm like dude we are hanging man it's uh i'm, I'm pumped <laughs> like,
0: oh, I, i've been all over the world with the military you know, i've been you know overseas like 10 times but i've never been to california oregon and washington what yeah how could um, that be uh, well, uh, well you know, that,
1: I, that venue is not something exciting it's a it's <laughs> right of Sacramento well, it's a big parking lot
0: <laughs> um so I was thinking about flying out to Vegas and pr- maybe you know seeing the um the Friday night show and then rent mm-hmm. a car and then driving like through Death Valley and all that shit um you know trying not to die and then go see the show uh sunday i think it is right in lincoln yeah and then maybe head like S- san francisco uh go find sentimental street and see if i can track down eddie and um all nice. that shit. so uh anyways that's what i'm coming been. out tonight yeah yeah well um you know he lives the tenderloin life uh, <laughs> uh um, but uh handy wears his trousers real tight
1: Oh my god, yeah. You know, there there have been a few lyrical choices that maybe they could think, you know, they, they could go back on, but they were just kids writing that stuff, right? So
0: um, I always give them, give them, <laughs> give them <laughs> shit with trousers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like
0: certain words shouldn't be in songs, like Yeah, uh, that's, a not, that's that's not a rock one, and roll lyric. You know, and but, I was arguing with someone the other day, like they were arguing about Cheryl Crow. I'm like, Cheryl Crow deserves to be in the hall of fame just being able to have a hit song with a lyric diddly squat
1: yeah you know like <laughs> yeah. right
0: there like if you can have that like i'd give her all the props but nice. uh, um um but yeah i always tell people too like yeah I'm, you know i'm six years old in that you know picture and what i'm learning right here is cocaine and women they will treat you the same
1: yes uh, they <laughs> oh my god man you know like so many great stories from kelly about that album cover and the recording of that album like yeah like i don't know if he shared some of that stuff on your podcast or if he's even able to but
0: we've had we've had he talked about the back cover of dawn patrol so the the lasers and how they had lights in the ground and uh, we just had mark newman on who was brad's original guitar tech currently on the road with kiss and uh for tommy um yeah and yeah. Um, he was talking about the back of midnight madness he's the gorilla on the top of the boat. oh that's right yeah that's right uh, that's
1: right yeah, yeah 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 kelly told me about that but there were some stories that went along with that
0: um i may uh, i don't know if i know all those uh I have to uh, ask about <laughs> i do remember them talking i think like maybe it's their their manager is the astronaut right um uh and yeah i think like what was it was that there's one picture of something like yeah we were out all night and blitzed and then we did maybe it's that back cover i can't remember now but uh uh, yeah, you know what? It, it, it was the 80s. It's probably, 80s yeah. fo- you know, pick a random photo. Yeah, we were out that night, in Blitz. right? Um, yeah, that's what I tell people too. Like, hey, uh, you know, when did this record or what this record, you know, hey, we ask, you know, ask one of the guys. I'm like, they are the absolute last people that I, right?
1: They don't yeah. remember anything. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, the fans know so much more about those yeah. memories, than you know, even honestly there's a festival of the arts that's been asking about the significance and the meaning behind the first Flock of Seagulls album. And they've been trying to get a hold of me to get that information. I sent it to our singer and he's like, I don't know. So I tracked down the artist that painted the the album cover. And he first came back and said, I can tell you what a pain in the ass they were to work with. I'm like, Oh, okay. Like (laughs) where they changed their mind a million times. And I said, well, yeah, those stories are important too. You know, I mean, that's, uh, those are, you know, those are big boy stories. Yeah. So, so, but, um, yeah. yeah, you know, if you end up doing that Vegas thing, because I think we're playing, um, I think we, well,
0: what, what? well, what other, aren't you, what, you know, because, you know, before you came on, I had to do, uh, some recon. And, uh, are you, is it the Pesh Mode tribute?
1: Yeah, they're doing a lot of shows with us. Now, are
0: yeah. you do are you doing that with that? Are you doing some of those shows?
1: Uh, I'm not playing drums with them. They um they there's a Depeche Tribute that comes uh, on. They're doing I don't know. We're we've done like 20 shows with them already, and we've got about another 10 or 15 shows with them. And um, it's crazy how much that band is like Depeche Mode. You know, they've got moves and the songs and the, the the vibe down as good as you could have it with a tribute and right now Depeche is out traveling and touring and I think the cheapest tickets are 400 bucks and so if people can spend 40 bucks and see Depeche tribute for you know a lot less and then have our show they're doing okay but but they're fun yeah they're they're awesome and so they're on a bunch but they're not doing that 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 run of shows with us but
0: all right I just thought because um, I saw a Columbus, Ohio show, and I I didn't know oh. if you were doing that with them or, or, or are, are they on tour with you? I mean, I thought you were with that group doing that was maybe one of your other gigs.
1: No, no. In fact, um, we are we're playing Kent, Ohio, July twenty first with them and uh, Bow Wow Wow. All I right. want candy. Yeah. So what you're in Columbus? Yeah.
0: You, uh, Canton, you got a uh, pro football hall of fame. Oh, uh, believe me, the, not
1: a lot of Seahawks in there, but they've got a couple. Yeah, yeah, uh,
0: you got the McKinley tune.
1: Um, well, I'll tell you what else, I'll tell you what's there. Can't tell my singer, but he knows this about me. I'm a hardcore roller coaster guy, and so you're in roller coaster country right now. Like, you know, I, I like Cedar Point, I gotta get the then. So, when if we ever have time off or early, if there's a day where we got a late sound check. I hit the roller coaster parks. And so when we, when I see Ohio on the calendar, I'd love to see Ken, I'd love to go see the NFL hall of fame, of course, the pro football hall of fame, but I'd rather hit Cedar point and go hit the coasters, you know? so, but, uh,
0: Have you rode I've, the Orion and uh, Kings Island?
1: No, I'm not.
0: It's a 300 foot, um, whatever they call it now. No, this is, it's the, or whatever, was it like giga a, or whatever they call yeah, it? A giga coaster. Yeah. Um, but, uh, now, have you been to King's Island? I have not. You never rode no, the wait, beast? No, wait,
1: that's the Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah, we just played that. Yeah, we did that one June. So whatever, I've ridden everything at King's Island. I just All didn't right. realize that was it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But, you rode,
0: but you rode the Beast, the big wooden one. Right? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. That's, uh, that's the one. Now, Canton, there is, I'll send you some photos. There's a, um, what was it called? Anyways, there's a, uh, abandoned amusement park um right off 71 somewhere and um and it's all covered with you know it was there for like 40 years maybe stopped oh. in the in the uh 70s or something and even 15 years ago like the old ballroom was there um but you're just basically walking through woods and you'll come across uh this old roller you know the old frame of the roller coaster yeah do you know how like they have like let's say you leave the the dock or whatever and it goes to go up the hill and you kind of got like the concrete with the metal wires kind of like you know to that they you can still you know see the you know those are still there and uh so uh yeah you got some time off we'll uh we'll go track down that uh old abandoned amusement but there's a ferris wheel that's oh, still yeah. out there um here i'm going to show it to you right here i just found it
1: so yeah, so we're, we've got we're playing cedar rapids july 19th we got a day off on the 20th and then we play the 21st in kent and then the 22nd in chicago so the 20th if i can get into a park and you, yeah, yeah I, I need a local to help me out with the ohio I, <laughs> uh, hangs
0: yeah definitely uh there used to be a uh, where Canton is. There used to be a, a Six Flags. It was like Giaga Lake for a while. That's abandoned too. So if wow. you like go on YouTube. People do the drones. Yeah. And I think there's like there was an abandoned Sea World. Oh wow. Next to it as well. So that's uh, so sad. Um, it's just cool seeing all these big places and they're just, um, you know, sitting there. Rot- yeah. Like, rotting, like dinosaur bones. Yeah, just rotting away. Um, all right, dude. Well, I probably kept you long enough. Uh, this
1: is fun, uh, man. I'm yeah. really, I, I dug getting to know you.
0: Yeah, uh, um, I'll definitely be seeing you at some uh shows. Uh, and uh, yeah, i I sent Kelly a text, told him that you said everything you know that was in the uh, the write up, and you know, told, said that he was a good guy and everything. So, yeah, yeah. I. I,
1: I, I'll, I Tell him I expect the twenty dollars in PayPal yeah. tonight. You know,
0: I think you said Venmo, so okay, check, check there. Um, yeah, so uh, we'll definitely. Oh, you know have
1: what? To... I was just going to tell you because uh, I, I, if you, you know, your fans have all seen, you know, a great side of Kelly, and you do a great job of asking questions that are unorthodox and atypical. Um, I've had Kelly on my show on my podcast. So if you go to accesskevin.com, there's an archive of all my old shows as well. And they can maybe go through and get a different perspective, but I've got a brand new one that I shot, um, at his house recently where we hung out behind his drum set and back by the pool that I was getting ready to release just for members of the podcast yeah, too. We, so
0: yeah, we can't, we can't advertise that. Uh, that's going to make
1: yeah. us uh, <laughs> Well, yeah. all we do is talk <laughs> about Josh, Josh and uh, and fans in motion, you know, but uh, yeah, yeah like, but it's know. a synergistic thing, bro. We uh,
0: <laughs> Like, uh, but yeah, so where can, where can people find you? What, uh, uh, what, you know facebook and instagram stuff you got out there
1: yeah i would tell people just go to kevinrankin.com everything is there links to the socials are there there's a link to the podcast and you know um i think the, you the,
0: the just... podcast is uh, all access
1: is that all access you're... live okay. yeah so if you go to accesskevin.com that has all those and and it, you know just like you know we just wing it and a lot of conversations with musicians you know great you know great convos and some pretty you know, heartfelt, moving. Yeah, there have been some that just changed my life, man. I, I did Toni Kattain's last interview just before she passed, actually, and that was a that was a special one. You know, there there are a good handful that were were pretty awesome. You mm-hmm. know, so as you know, man, it's it's yeah. fun to see a, a side of somebody you wouldn't normally see on stage. You know, well,
0: that's what you know. You mentioned Tony, and two things comes up where the first time I you know went and like hung well, at this time i wasn't doing anything with night ranger it was just kelly so i flew down to houston um 2021 and uh that night i was there so I, you know i go out and i'm eating dinner with kelly and jack and it's like what the fuck am i doing here and uh but she passed away that night you know mm-hmm. so i always kind of remember that um but um i don't know what the fucking other thing i was going to say um, that was this
1: this week two years ago yeah oh,
0: well uh we had greg eckler who was in rubicon yeah uh, with uh, jack and kelly and we did kind of like what we did even more we talked about his whole life growing up because he actually grew up on the other side of the river cincinnati and um you know, he had some great stories. He was at the Monterey Pop Festival with Hendrix and when wow. he lit that guitar on fire yeah. broke it, he he got a piece of it. Holy so he, shit! He had it for years and eventually sold it to, like, maybe the museum in Seattle okay. kind of funded his yeah. retirement a little bit. But, you know, he played with Ricky Nelson and he stopped yeah. with Ricky Nelson right before the plane wreck. And um, so we got all these great stories and he was, like, I think our first interview and, um, and he passed away just like two months after that so it was great you know i mean to get that history yeah uh, you know on uh you know recorded uh so i get what you're saying when you know you get some uh, emotional moments uh yeah um you know someday we'll be like you know remember when we had that interview with kevin rankin before he uh, went to jail for uh trying to push kelly katie down
1: the uh Oh, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah man! it Be it'd be like going to jail for dancing on the stripper pole with Brad, and uh, you know, in the foreign yeah, country.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, um, yeah. I can see that. Uh, he's,
1: a, he's a better dancer than I am. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> he's got moves, man.
0: <laughs> Brad's a, Brad's a good guy. I Remember, uh, we were walk. Me and Eric were walking, you know, somewhere in one of these cities, and just, you know, before, you know, show or something, and I get a text from Brad, he says, you two make a good couple. Nice. You know? he's like, right, where, where the fuck is he, you know, and he was in a restaurant behind us, so we went back, but, you know. Um, but,
1: yeah, he's uh, the
0: man. Yep. Well, I appreciate you joining us, and uh, everybody go check out, now it's Kevin Rankin, the musician, not the what, actor? Is there an actor? Yeah. I, we need to get rid of this guy. Well. Or, or yeah. time travel and you know your name is you know heaven van rankin or right yeah You know,
1: I, or, I do get people that will send me messages saying are you the real kevin rankin like, yeah i'm the kevin rankin <laughs> i've had the domain you know our uh when i was with animotion our singer did a movie with him and i told him i said we've gotta hang i gotta meet the dude because you know we I think if we exchange each other's profile pictures on Facebook for a week, it'd be kind of fun, you know. But, <laughs> but he's uh, he's done some of my best, my, the best shows out there yeah. in Breaking Bad. Every time Breaking Bad episode comes on, people are sending me screenshots with the credits, you know. And I think, uh-huh. I get those like, real.
0: There's people going to flock of seagulls like man he was a good actor let's go uh check him out now they're like who the fuck's this guy
1: right Um, no shit
0: so uh but anyways guys go check him out go check out all the uh socials i'll put um a link in the uh bio there and uh listen if you know you, you don't have anything on the weekend you see flock of seagulls are coming to town you know go uh Get the uh, L.A. gear or L.A. whatever it looks, uh, hair gel, get your hair going, and uh, it. go see a show and uh, um, relive 1982 all over again. There you all go. All right, Kevin, I appreciate you joining us.
1: Thank you, Josh. Right on, buddy. Have a great one, man. Oh
0: Used to call me by my first name, yeah. Now you don't ever even call me at all. Now you see the day.